Welcome to Wealth Made Simple with Shaz, where you'll learn how to master your money through business, property, and tax saving strategies. Your host has collectively helped his clients make tens of millions of pounds in additional profits through these strategic approaches to business. Introducing Shaz Nawaz, an award-winning chartered accountant, property tax expert, entrepreneur, and property investor. Just before I came onto this call, I was doing a strategy session with a husband and wife, and they own the best part of 16 properties. Uh, and they started talking about incorporation. They've got quite a few properties which are on a fixed-term uh, period and most of them are due to expire in the next six to nine months, uh, which seems like a good opportunity or time to obviously incorporate. So as we go down the road of the the conversation, uh, and near the end, they then tell me, we've got £400,000 worth of losses in our own names from our rental business. Uh, And that's when uh, I I stopped them in, in their tracks because they said, you're looking to obviously uh, mitigate uh, the Section 24 uh, tax charges, but you've got £400,000 worth of losses. That's going to take you a certain number of years to use up, to suck up those losses. So why are you so fixated on incorporation? Uh, and they told me they'd spent so much time researching it, and up until now, either nobody had brought it to their attention or they hadn't thought about the fact that they weren't able to take forward their losses from their own names into a limited company. Uh, and that does happen from time to time where people don't always think through all the different steps uh, when considering incorporation. Uh, so I'm, I would encourage you, if you're, if you're at that point, by the way, of thinking of whether or not you should incorporate, think through all the different steps and all the different considerations to make sure it works for you. Uh, I've taken loads of calls in the last four odd years where people have thought incorporating their property portfolio was the best thing for them to do. And it actually wasn't for various different reasons. In fact, about two weeks ago, I took a a call from, again, husband and wife, and they built a pretty decent portfolio of, I think, 26 odd properties uh, in the uh, Nottinghamshire, Lincolnshire, that type of area. Uh, and they were, again, keen to incorporate. Uh, and I established that they had fixed rates uh, periods on about 11 of those properties. Uh, and and they're due to expire in about three and a half years' time on average. Uh, and I was trying to kind of veer them away from talking about incorporation to say, find out what the fixed rate penalties are going to be before we have this conversation. Uh, but they were adamant, no, we're going to talk about this today and we want to make sure we want to do this uh, irrespective of what the penalties are. Well, we've gone through the conversation, discussed everything, they're pretty happy, they're sure they want to incorporate. They then go to, and find out from their lenders £120,000 in penalties uh, if they repay those uh, loans uh, uh, to incorporate. Again, uh, a showstopper. So those kind of things appear quite often uh, and it's important you cover those before you actually incorporate. Now there's a particular school of thought in fact that says you don't have to refinance when you incorporate, you can have a deed of trust to do that. 
Now, legally, that's absolutely fine. Uh, and those commentators are right. You can have a deed of trust and pass over the beneficial ownership into a limited company uh, and legally still remain as the owners. The crunch point is, if a case, as and when it's taken to tribunal, uh, HMRC will argue this wasn't a bona fide uh, transaction, uh, and then we'll try and fight tooth and nail to prove uh, that the spirit of the law wasn't followed in terms of how Section 162 incorporation relief works. So people don't have to refinance. Uh, they can move their properties into a limited company. Is that going to work? My personal opinion is I think we'd have a problem, uh, but I know there are tax commentators out there who have a different view, and that's, that's fine too. Uh, and that will be proven if and when a uh, case goes to court. Now, above and beyond, of course, uh, Section 162 incorporation relief, one of the big advantages, and I don't want to spend too much time going through this today, but if it's okay with you, because uh, it starts getting complex, uh, but one of the big advantages is when you move your properties from your own name, or your names, if there's two or more of you, into a limited company, you get an uplift in the base uh, cost of those properties. Uh, and, and that can have a huge advantage. So put simply, if you've owned properties over a long period of time and you they've appreciated in value uh, and the equities more than the debt, uh, then the, there's a good reason for you to incorporate uh, in terms of A, the increase in the base cost uh, and, and B, of course, uh, the value of the share that you're going to get when you move your uh, properties from your own names into the limited company. Some of the other advantages, which I'm sure you'll be aware of, are things like obviously you've got limited liability, section 24 doesn't affect you, you can control your income because when the properties are in your name, you actually make, you pay the tax on the profits, whether or not you use those profits for personal purposes, it, it matters not. Whereas of course, if you have a limited company, you only pay income tax on the profits or the cash that you take out. So if you take a salary and then you can take a dividend, you can control how much of a salary you can take, you control how much of a dividend uh, you take every year. So you can control your income tax. Of course, the flip side to that is you pay corporation tax at 19% and then you may end up paying income tax uh, on top of that, depending on how much income you take. Some of the things which people use incorporation for really well, and we have done this over many, many, many years, and well before uh, Section 24 was on the radar, is to incorporate the, the property portfolio and then to use a trust to uh, pass down these, the, the estate or the assets to your children. So if you are thinking about uh, incorporating and you do have children or other family members to whom you want to leave uh, your assets, then don't just stop at incorporation, go that step further and fully consider setting up a trust to see what benefits that has for you and if that works for you. So, and again, on the flip side, generally speaking, when you refinance, you'll have to, obviously, you might have to pay a higher rate of interest uh, as compared to the property being in your own name. You might have to pay stamp duty land tax unless you're a partnership and the partnership incorporates uh, so that's something to bear in mind. You'll have obviously legal fees uh, and you'll have to pay arrangement fees and valuation fees. 
so I've kind of quickly gone through that uh, on the assumption that most of you either have covered this in the past, uh, or if not, you, you can ask me questions and I'll be happy to answer them. Uh, but there's lots of information available out there which will hopefully point you in the right direction. So tread carefully when you're thinking about and looking at incorporating your property portfolio. Just because everybody else is doing it, it doesn't mean it's right and it doesn't mean it's right for you because every situation and every circumstance is different. Uh, and in tax, there is no one size fits all. Thanks for listening to Wealth Made Simple. You can follow and contact Shaz on the Facebook pages Entrust Property Tax and The Profits Wizard. You can also find Shaz on LinkedIn, YouTube and Instagram. Alternatively, email him at shaz at aa-accountants.co.uk. Build your wealth by mastering money.